0: Welcome to SIN 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Sarah, Matt, here we are in one of our favorite places on earth. How are you two doing? Good morning. I'm doing great.
1: I'm doing good. I'm ready for my second cup of coffee. I think I'm going to get a latte right after this.
0: Mm, Sounds good. I think I have (laughs) had enough caffeine for the people in my life. We've got some really exciting announcements and direction. Very, very important.
1: Yes, we do. We're very happy that on July 17th, it's a Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are having our first live interact on zoom and this is going to be in about an hour we're going to get on zoom together we're going to share a little encouragement and we're also going to have some of you guys, maybe you're even listening right now, share yep. some testimonies that you have in sharing your faith. Go on the website, sent315.org on the front page right there. Click the button that says register. It'll take you to the Zoom registration form. Fill that out to make sure that you get on our list. You get the link. You're all set up. Also, there's a box on that registration form that will say questions or comments. So yeah. if you have a story and you're like Like actually I I really think that maybe this would help somebody and maybe I don't know if it's a big deal or not or but maybe it's a testimony that I have. We want you to put it in there because we want to hear from you and we'll look at it and maybe we'll give you a phone call and see if that would be a good thing to share. And then if you have questions Maybe you hated our question and answer episode and it just caused more questions for you. You can put a question because we'll be answering a few of those in that Zoom. But today, Kevin, you've been waiting for this for a long time. (laughs) We're starting another series of communication styles.
0: Yes, we are. And I am thrilled. And the reason is these styles are just how God made us. And so investigating it makes us so much more effective just being how God made us to be. The whole purpose is to find out what God's intention is, get into this marvelous adventure, and this is foundational. And it's important to me that you do a couple of things. One, go to our website and take the communication quiz. It'll be right below the Zoom, okay? (laughs) So you'll do what Sarah is asking of you, (laughs) and you'll do the Zoom, and then boom, the communication quiz is there. And it will give you an answer so that when we go through the style, and we go through the strengths and weaknesses and what you gotta look out for and how you, how valuable it is to be the way that you are, it's just gonna give you so much more. The only other thing that I would really, really ask of you, I know we're asking a lot, tell your friends. Because if they come in at this point, then they'll be part of the family and we'll be off to the races together. So, sent 315org Zoom meeting, communication quiz, And we're going to start styles.
1: So, there's six styles. You're going to hear an overview of all six of them, and then we break down two of them specifically. Then the next two weeks, we'll be breaking down the other four. And really, styles of communication, this is in the context of how you share the gospel and Mm -hmm. how you share your faith and communicate that. And you'll find yourself in multiple categories in a certain sense. Because I think the online quiz only shows you one results so that'll be like your highest but you probably have specialties in some of the other areas too so as you're listening be listening for that and enjoy today (music) so why don't we start by just overviewing what they all are
0: the first one is what we've termed as challenging when you hear a challenging communicator somebody pops to mind maybe it's you And if it is you, you feel really good about that, I bet. But you also know that sometimes you could be gentler. You could be more (laughs) humane. Yeah, like... Dude, challenging is one of those, and we're just doing an overview right right now, but we're going to dig into challenging today. And there's some great examples of challenging communicators who accomplish God's purposes.
1: Yeah, the next one is analytical. And so that's someone who's very fact-based. They want to know straight up. What's the bottom line? They think very logically, probably not going to be very emotional. They're just about the straight-up facts.
0: And I have found friends of mine who were that way are some of the strongest Christians (laughs) that I know because they know that they know. They know why that they know. And, And many times, too, that they might be challenging. They might be the debater as well. So anyway, that's one. Want me to do the next one? This one is one of mine. I call this my story, and some people would call it testimonial. And that's good because everybody has one. We discussed it in a previous episode. It could be different. You might have a different before I knew Jesus because you've known Jesus for so long. Other people were in motorcycle gangs and have a, whoa, my gosh, story to share and a story how, how that turned into redemption.
1: Yeah, my story people, which I'm one of those two, which our listeners probably are going to figure out which ones we are without us even. Saying, you can talk a lot you can share a lot but you could miss what that other person is actually communicating to you and the next one is relational a relational person is like they're in it with you they just come alongside you they're gonna go with you places they're gonna take you places they're gonna share things they're very present and doing life and, and walking things out with you
0: One of my favorite people in the world is a a young mom named Jenny, and Jenny said something like, it was a few years ago, but she said, you know, I'm very, very relational, so I'll know what your shoe size is (laughs) and what you like in your coffee and how Mm -hmm. your day went, and I'm listening to you, and I'm involved in your life, but I may have never talk to you about Jesus (laughs) at all. Mm -hmm. And there's the pitfall we got to watch out for that we don't value the relationship more than we value. The Lord wants to speak some truth here, too. And really, quite frankly, it's not going to destroy the relationship. That's a fear Mm -hmm. that's coming from somewhere else. And that's relational.
1: And the next one is we've called it come and see. And this one is a very inviting person, invitational person. They'll be the one pulling their groups of friends. You know, they walk into church and they've got six brand new people with them just because they're good at, come on, come with me. They might not necessarily be the ones to like connect and disciple them. But they're going to bring lots of people with them. Yeah,
0: I love come and see. I really, really do. Sometimes they want to hand off the answer to an expert or Mm -hmm. hand off the answer to a pastor. And I get it. But sometimes they really do need to give the answer that they've got. That's part of the the conversation that goes on. But in all of these styles, it points out another thing, different styles working together. You know, we're going to accomplish the purposes of God and see his kingdom expand as we're doing it together. I really don't believe in Lone Ranger stuff. You know, we need each other. So as we combine with other people who have different gifting, then boom, it all works together, and that's good, right? And, and then this is the sneakiest one. The next one I love. We uh, call it servant evangelism, and there's books written on it and big campaigns done on it. The reason that it's sneaky is it is really, really hard to argue with somebody serving you and (laughs) loving you, especially with pure motives. And just because Jesus did it and he showed us and we want to be like Jesus, and so there you are babysitting and mowing lawns or whatever that that need is. Sometimes it's listening.
1: Yeah, it's a very practical kind of serving. It's very action-based. You know, they're showing you continuously action with coming alongside, helping in this area practically. They might not be big talkers necessarily, they could be, but they're there and they're willing to jump in and bring you a meal or, you know, pick up your kids. Like you said, babysitting, take out your trash, just little things that are very practical.
0: You know, one thing though, on our website, which is... Sent... 315.org. Go there. There's this quiz that you can take it so that when you're listening to these episodes, you'll know who you are, what Mm -hmm. you were designed for. So it'll, number one, help you to understand, hey, this is how I'm designed. Now go for it. And it also, I think, help you to understand other people and that God uses all of these.
1: It's similar to the love languages thing, where it's like you kind of figure out, okay, these are my love languages. So this is why I always want to bring this person coffee and give them (laughs) this whatever it is candle or whatever you probably wouldn't give someone a candle but maybe (laughs) depends but you know it gives you that outlook okay this is the way i naturally go but i also can see how some other people might be naturally and i I think too if you take the quiz and get upset about your (laughs) results You can always talk to people around you because yeah. they'll kind of be a good gauge. Like if right. you get challenging and you're like, I'm not a challenger. I challenge that. <laughs> Which is actually the one we're going to dive into yeah. first.
0: Let's today. do that. And it is and it is once again, one of my favorite ones. And I need to start with this. I don't judge any of these styles. I get that God uses all of them. Also, I have big trophies for winning debates All over the state, I was born into this kind of thing as a challenging debater. But I don't think I have ever one, a debate and introduce somebody to the kingdom of God that way. It's just not me. But I get the mindset and I, you know, the Bible example of that, which is a great example is Peter in the second chapter of Acts. Okay. So Peter gets up and essentially, if you want to paraphrase it, please look at the original text. But what I read in it is, okay, so the Messiah came, you guys, you killed him. (laughs) You killed your Messiah. That's kind of challenging. But what was the result?
1: People got saved. How many? A lot. A
0: lot. Like, <laughs> if they're just counting guys. Multiple times
1: right? when he did it.
0: Yeah. And he was that way many times. But also, you know, he was just as tender and as loving as John. It's a great example of him being very, very challenging. And thousands of people said, well, what do we have to do? Now, if you're really concerned about the relationship, you probably wouldn't start off with, you killed Jesus. But this is exactly what God wanted at that time. And it was amazing. And remember... How recent had it been that they were huddled in a room upstairs, mm-hmm. absolutely terrified?
1: Going off the Peter example, there's some pitfalls with the challenging. You know, we see when Peter was back in the late Gospels, when the soldiers come to pick up Jesus. Whack off an ear. Yeah, he just like whacks <laughs> off there the ear. The Lord turned that in partnership with the holy spirit and so when we partner with the holy spirit he elevates those qualities Mm -hmm. in us and takes it from hurting someone cutting off their ear where jesus has to heal him to where now it's being used to draw people into the kingdom in a really beautiful way so some of those pitfalls is being brutally honest
0: Mm -hmm. I love the way you just said it. He kind of sanctifies our personality to his purposes. You know, you're working in partnership with the Holy Spirit. You really are. So being brutally honest without gentleness and respect, 315, that's probably not the best and fullest way, but there are ways to be. I just had a confrontational meeting at work with somebody and man, we respect each other and there wasn't hurt and pain, anything, but we really confronted each other on some things and I think it improved. So, that's yeah. one of the things that's really good about that you've got to ask for god to give you wisdom and focus because there's a need to be sensitive and considerate with this wonderful challenging communication style be listening to the holy spirit another thing that i've seen is judging i got a friend named joe and he's a good friend and i really respect and appreciate him and he's a real smart guy we've talked about debate and communication he was a toastmaster and all that he's got a, a very analytical mind he's bright he's written a couple of books he was on a cruise. He met two very smart folks. One was a doctor, I think, and because he loves Jesus, he struck up conversation with them. Over the course of the cruise, they were as far as they possibly could be away from Jesus because Joe won Mm -hmm. the arguments. You have to watch out when you're challenging people that you're not bringing them closer to the kingdom, that you're pushing them away. So that's something to watch out for, all you challenging people, but also you that aren't challenging out there. Understand that God really uses challenging people too, and you might be relational and you can team up with somebody on this.
1: Going off what you said about this meeting at work that you had that was very confrontational, Mm -hmm. I love that you talked about how you guys have a mutual respect for each other. And I think sometimes with challenging, it can be important that you establish something with the person that you're talking to, some type of respect Mm -hmm. or something that lets them know, like, hey, I respect and I honor you and I understand that you're someone who's created in the image of God, and even though we might think completely differently, I'm always going to be flowing out of that place of respect and that love and knowing that God created you so wonderfully. I'm not naturally a challenging person. I think I've grown a little bit more (laughs) in challenging because I see the value in it, but I remember one time my dad and I, we were serving together at Youth Venture, which Mm -hmm. is a teen center ministry. We're actually recording (laughs) in a studio at a youth venture right now but basically it's a place where teens can come in and they play games and hang out and there's leaders we're there and we talk to the kids and we try to get them into mentorship and just teaching them about God and sharing his reality and that there's hope beyond everything going on. So my dad and I, we did a shift together for a while. There was one shift that we had and this teenage boy was there. He was like 16, something like that. I don't quite remember where he was at with faith, but he was very interested. He was very open and he was kind of sharing that he had made some mistakes in his life and he was wanting to do better and change. And so... So he was sitting at the counter and my dad and I were behind the counter and I I'm a very relational person. My story and kind of come and see more in that framework. So I'm telling them about the love of God and how Jesus will come in. He'll fill you with his love and he'll change your life. He'll teach you to walk a new way. It'll be so wonderful. And, you know, it doesn't matter about your past mistakes. God loves you. There's grace. There's forgiveness. And my dad, who is a challenger and he's more analytical, he starts talking to him, and I forget, the kid had communicated something that was a sin issue. And my dad just full-on took him to one of Paul's passages where he lists don't do this stuff, and took him there, and he was also relating to this kid as a man as well. I was fascinated because I was freaking out yeah, as bet. my dad was doing you're gonna this. You're going to blow it, you're going to blow I w- it. And I kept trying to say, oh, Jesus loves it. You're going to send this kid running out. <laughs> And yet I saw this kid respond to my dad. And I realized in that moment, the Lord was kind of having us tag team it, where we were both sharing parts of the kingdom and of Jesus, but we were using very different styles. One, me being a woman and my dad being a man, and then the style of the challenging and me as the relational. And it made an impact. It connected with this kid. And I remember walking away and went, oh, maybe the challenging does (laughs) happen. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, but I am definitely more of a, a relational, which is the the last one we want to kind of yeah, hit hard today. As
0: we're jumping into relational, I think that example with challenging that we're listening, because that's a- another way that you show respect. I'm not just saying that I value you, listening to people. So anyway, let's talk about relational. So do you have a Bible example of relational?
1: I love the theme verse for relational. And we both kind of talked about this the other day, and it's Paul in 1 Corinthians 9.22, yeah. where he says, I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means I might save some. Yep. And that really is the heart of a relational person. I experience that when I'm around certain types of people, I'll become a little bit more like them. I don't lose my convictions or what I believe, but I will mold it to relate to those people right. in that You're moment. you still you. Yeah, and I try to be a little bit more, okay, we might think very differently, but the way I'm going to treat them, the way I'm going to talk, the way I'm going to speak, they're going to think I'm closer to them than I am far away. And I really do think that Paul reflects this well in his writings to the churches. He's always talking about, oh, I wish I could be there with you. Oh, I'm, yeah. your, I'm your father, and I love you. And he's just so present. He's always got people that... He's discipling that are walking and doing life with him, and then he sends them out, and they come back, and they hang out. Just he's very relational sure in that is. way. Sure
0: A relational person sees the value of the other person. They're kind of seeing through that lens. They really do value the person. That's the reason they do it. You know when you're doing something that you really, really like, like you and I talking right now, it's not mm-hmm. work, Yeah, right? It is natural for them to do that. So spiritually, if we ask the Lord, really impress upon me, Lord, how you see them, how you mm-hmm. value them them how Jesus died for them because that opens up relational so that's one that's really a change of heart and a tone but another really practical is what do you like to do there are certain things I like to do. I invite people to come do those things with me. What happens is, is in your interest, you will find relationship. You'll find point of commonality. So think about it. There's a guy that taught me a whole bunch of stuff. His name (laughs) is Jim Dealing, and we're similar and different. I remember we were in this Bible study that was at somebody's house, and I was kind of his apprentice, and I was learning a bunch. And he was teasing me to some degree because I've been in the fitness industry forever and ever and ever, and I like to do that kind of stuff. And he's a big, strong, guide everything he's going oh you lift heavy things or whatever so then i said well jim how many people that you work with have you been leading to the lord oh you work at a church (laughs) oh you're a pastor and so he kind of got this little tiny light bulb that went on and said yeah i live in a a spiritual ghetto meaning (laughs) there's nobody there to get saved all these people are saved he joined a gym and man he had an impact on the gym that Jim knew he was there. So if you ever meet Jim Dealing, I am personally responsible for that physical specimen that he is. (laughs) But the deal is he got in commonality with people there Mm -hmm. and he earned the right to be heard because he was in relationship with them. So relational is just wonderful, wonderful. But what do we have to look out for with relational?
1: What you were saying about seeing the value of the person and being so focused on, oh, God loves them and He accepts them and He receives them. Sometimes we can forget the reality of yes, but there's also transformation that God wants to bring through that love and through that acceptance. And so sometimes you can be so good at relating to somebody and being in it with them and just connecting with them that you forget to also share some of the differences or to bring that truth forward in an upfront way i've learned in my relational element there's timing that Mm. is really important so i had a friend she wasn't a christian and from the get-go of us just hanging out we connected on certain things But I'm just very open about my faith. People meet me and in a couple of minutes, they're going to know I'm a Christian and I'm active about it. I don't make it a weird thing. It's just forward. And so she knew that up front and we connected on other things as well as that thing. But I really felt impressed that I wasn't to share the gospel directly for a long time. And then the time that I did she received the Lord because I was in partnership with the Holy Spirit, paying attention to the timing. And in that case, it wasn't a fear thing. It wasn't a, oh, I can't tell her about this because I was telling her about God continuously because that's just a huge part of my life. But I think in that pitfall, you can also use it as a strength where you're more aware of, okay, Lord, when is the right opportunity? Sometimes in a challenging mindset, you can just like, bam, put it on the table straight up. And it might not be the right time in that moment. It might right. be in two months after you really establish something, that opportunity can come.
0: That's true. And, and on the other side of it, It may be right off the bat. It may be. It could be. I mean, people have given their life to Jesus. In a parking lot with somebody that they had just met. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely not discounting that. It really comes down to partnering with him and what Mm -hmm. he has already called me to do. Those are two of them. And we just scratched the surface really only on those Mm -hmm. two. We've got a couple more episodes coming up. So, going to the website is really a strong encouragement so that you can find out how you are and get more out of what we're talking about right now.
1: And let us know what style you are. Let us know if you have a struggle in your style that you're trying to figure out dms on instagram after you get on our website again the website sent315.org and our instagram link is on there but it's at sent underscore 315
0: we're consistently telling people how they can share this if they think this is important and would be of help to other people but you showed me something and you told me kevin don't go into a frenzy (laughs) But we have sent 315 stickers. Ooh. Yes, yes. And Matt's going crazy back there. Hey, Matt, how do you like that sticker back there? <laughs> oh, I love them. I love Matt them. Matt has them. He'll give you one of his. I, well. Okay. Yeah, I, maybe. <laughs> 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 yes, we want to be selfish in all of this. But if you want one, ask for one. Probably Instagram. Is that the best way to do yeah, it? Yeah, right. Instagram us. Yeah.
1: But leave us a review. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We could bribe them. <laughs> If you want two, a five-star review or something, oh my goodness, we're getting off track. One last thing I wanted to say about the website: there are books that um, I found to be important, and done a little bit of a review about them. There's a lot of ways to be equipped there, and it's really important because
1: you are sent.